So you didn't get married or anything? No. Why you clean up? Uh, once a year I did it. Oh, you do? <laughs> Amazing. Are they ready yet? Streaming show. Oh, okay. Small talk. Small talk. He's streaming. <laughs> I listened to your fallen state with the uh, the two guys that uh, what was it like the Sabahos Sabahos guys? The Sabahos guy. It was super good. Oh yeah. Really amazing. Yeah. Nice. Did you watch Sabahos? I want to. Yeah. <laughs> you saw Sabahos? Yeah. What do you think? It was supposed to be funny? Yeah. Was it funny? Yeah, it was. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good. I, I'll let them know you liked it. Yeah. In the interview. It's a movie? The Save a Hope? Yeah, the, it's a movie. Okay. Yeah, it's like a series of movies. Cool. One, two, three. I'm sure most of us have experienced it in real life. Save a hoe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody been a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> that needs saving. Yeah. 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 Oh, you saw my part already? Yeah, 30 seconds. 30 seconds. It was weird in that they gave me the strips to study and how they want me to do it. And then they wanted me to be myself. to be myself, but every time I was myself, they said, well, no, do it this way. Yeah. And so they had, we had to shoot it over and over again. Oh, good morning. Welcome to church, to fellowship. I have a piece of candy in my mouth. I'm, I'm getting rid of it. You can get involved by going to our chat line on YouTube, and I'll respond accordingly. Hate would check it out and let me know your questions or comments. All right, so thank you for being with me. Thank you all. Hi, y'all. So today, I want to hear from y'all. Because I noticed that every Sunday, most people, not all, they come just to be taught, but not to share. And you're not going to grow as you would if you share information too. It's a fellowship. All right. And by the way, we had an amazing women's forum this past Thursday. It was was it something? It was good, yeah. It was so good, made you want to slap your mama. <laughs> <laughs> you ever had a, a a meal that was so good it made you want to hurt mama? <laughs> My mother did. And it made me think about, it was so good, I felt like going out to the graveyard, digging my mama up, slapping her, and putting her back in the grave. <laughs> That's how good it was. But anyway, so I want to hear from you all today. And my first question, before I get into what is your nature? I want you to tell me what your nature is. I want you to tell me that. You say evil? Yes. 
explain that. Well, when we are born, we were born, when we pop out of our mother's womb, we're born well, into... And don't say we, say when I'm born. Oh, when I am yeah, born, Yeah, we're going to yes. make it real personal today. Yeah, real personal. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I was born, well, both my parents were drug addicts. So when I was born, I was born into, into evil. And um, even when, like, you're a little kid, like, you, little kids naturally, like, say no and, like, take still little kids' toys and stuff. So, right. And they don't even realize it. So they're naturally born, the natural state for me too. You're born evil. And what does evil look like inside of you? What does evil look like inside of me? Yes. Personally? Um, ooh, like judging others, um, selfishness, like caring more about like me rather than like my fellow neighbor. Okay, amazing. What was it like growing up with drug addict parents? I can't even imagine that. Well, my dad went to jail when I was two, and wow. he, came, he came back born again are Christian. You, are you Mexican or white? I'm, uh, my dad is white, white as the fallen snow, and my mom is um, Sicilian and Italian. Oh. Yeah, so I'm a little bit mixed. And so what was it like being raised by parents that was on drugs? Well, my mom, I didn't really know my father when he was, I, I know that like in the past he was crazy, but when I don't, you know, when I was two years old, I don't remember. Right. But my dad was awesome. My dad was, taught me about Jesus, took me to church and like read me Bible studies and things like that. He taught you that from the jailhouse? When he came out. Oh. When he came out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How can um, everybody go to jail and they come back with a new identity, Christian? <laughs> but my mom... Growing up with my drug-addicted mother, I mean, it was interesting because I didn't, like, know any better. It was just normal. So when I would see, like, I would see her, like, snorting, snorting drugs and stuff and, like, rearranging the room and being crazy. But since that was all I knew, right. it was just, like, totally normal. It wasn't until I got, like, middle school, like, when kids started, like, looking at her funny and, like, saying things is when I realized, like, something wasn't right. Oh, they, they would look at your mom in a funny way? Well, yeah, she would just show up, like, kind of out of control, like, yelling and, like, screaming about, like, something with my dad, and right. everyone would, like, look at me. It was embarrassing. Wow. Yeah. That's when you started to see what was really going on? Yes, yeah. And how did you handle it then? Oh, I uh, stuck to daddy. I would ran, ran to my dad and yeah. would, like, yeah. He saved me, though. He got custody. He got full custody of me when I was 13 and oh, took good. me out of the mess. Right on. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you. You're welcome. What is your nature? Me? Mm -hmm. oh, oh. Um, hi. My nature hi. would be, I don't know, being organized. I'm a, a very organized person. You're a very organized person. Yes. And that's your nature? Yeah. Can that be one? It, yeah, it can. <laughs> <laughs> and is that good or bad? Both. It could be good and bad. In what way? How is that? Staying organized in a household with a husband and two kids is harder than just keeping myself organized. And, and so how do you deal with it with the husband and kids? How do you handle it? Because they're not organized, right? No, they're not. Right. So, <laughs> I am teaching my kids to be organized, and, so and they're slowly learning. Why are you doing that to them? Because it's good to be organized. I'm sorry? <laughs> it's good to be organized. But you said it's good and bad. It is, because sometimes it's chaotic trying to keep everything and together. And you want your kids to be that way, too? No. Well, <laughs> yeah. 
You want your kids to be chaotic? No. <laughs> you want your kids to be good and bad? Well, there's good and bad in everything. Right. And so why are you, why are you doing that to you? You want them to be like you? Organized, yes. But not the chaos side of it. They might be able to uh, balance everything. Well, how will they be able to balance if they have a chaotic mother teaching them? <laughs> Trying to balance it? <laughs> I'm sorry? I don't, I don't know. I, I haven't thought of that. Right. And that's why God wants us to think. He wants us to know and see what's going on inside of us. That's the only way we're going to overcome it. And so who taught you to be that way? Myself. You just decided one day I want to be chaotic, so I'm going to be... No, not chaotic. Queen. Organized. <laughs> I just found things are easier when they're organized. Right. Even though there is a chaotic time. Right. Do you want to overcome that? Yes. You do want to overcome it? The chaos of organization? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> and what else, what, other, what else going on in your nature? In my nature? Yeah. I don't know. What would be another one? This is my husband. <laughs> oh, that's your husband? Uh, um, does he know you better than you know yourself? I don't know. Maybe. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> and so your nature is what? Chaotic because you're a clean <laughs> and organized. An organized person. Yeah. And what else going on in there? I don't know. You don't know? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Is this your first time? I'm nervous, yes. Oh, you're nervous? <laughs> mm -hmm. So that's going on in there. Your nature is nervous. Yeah, it is. And, and why are you nervous right now? Because the attention's on me. I don't like the attention. I can't hear you? The attention is on me. I don't like the spotlight on me. And why not? I don't know. I just don't. I'm more comfortable blending in in the background. You're more comfortable blending into the background. Mm -hmm. and, and why? Why do you hide? Because it's comfortable. I can't hear you. Because it's comfortable. And what's comfortable about hiding? Well, not hiding, but just... You said hiding in the background. Blending into the background. <laughs> <laughs> but blending is, is hiding. I guess if you put it that way. Is it? Oh, I, I can be, I'm black and slow. I can be wrong. <laughs> Is blending in hiding? It could be. And so why do you want to hide? Why it's is it comfortable hiding? Just my comfort zone. I'm not, I'm not a big talker. I'm not, so I'd rather just sit here quietly and watch right. and listen. <laughs> and so you want to stay in your comfort zone? Or, or do you want to live in that nature or do you want to overcome that? No, I'm comfortable <clears throat> with it. You are? You're happy with it? Mm-hmm. You like the darkness? No. But you like blending into the darkness? No, it's not dark. It's bright. But if can no one see you, it's not bright. <laughs> <laughs> what a mess. <laughs> right? How, how will your light shine if you're blending into the darkness? It shines. In the darkness? No, because it's not dark. But what are you blending into? Nothing. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> so anything else I need to know about your, your nature that you know about it? No. No? Everything else is fine? 
Yeah. Well, no, but. <laughs> uh, without being all personal, is there one other thing you can say about your nature? Um, I don't know. So y'all can relax and just fellowship <laughs> and feel the tension in the room. Relax. Yeah, I'm nervous. <laughs> You're nervous, huh? Yeah. Um, do you obey your husband? Sometimes. That, that's a no. <laughs> and why don't you obey your husband? Because I'm better organized than him. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? A lot comes with organization. So with everything, shopping, everything, I look into what is the most cost effective, things like that, details. He doesn't really look into details. He doesn't look into details. No. And so you get mad at him about that? Uh, sometimes. And you refuse to obey him then? Well, yeah. I'm sorry? Well, if I plan something out thoroughly, then yeah, my, my way is better. <laughs> if you plan something thoroughly? Yeah. And he comes in and say, no, we're not going that way. We're going to do it this way? No, he doesn't say that. He just goes along with my plans. He does? Hmm? No wonder you don't obey him. What a beta. <laughs> <laughs> you, are you happy being married to a beta male? Me? No, you. <laughs> <laughs> no, sometimes I wish he would lead. Do you tell him that? I don't think so. And why not? Because I'm already leading. I'm, I'm sorry? I'm already leading. Uh, and you don't want to tell him because you don't want him to change? It's... It, just relax. Everybody have the same problem. You don't want him to change. That's why you don't tell him? No. I just already did it. So you have a love-hate relationship about leading and obeying? You want to obey, but he will not lead you, so you're not going to tell him, but you want him to do it. Yeah, but it doesn't bug me all the time. It like, bugs you sometimes? Yeah. Right. And you like being bugged sometimes? No, but that's part of being a team too, correct? What's part of being a team? Me organizing half the things, leading. You're clicking. Uh, I'm sorry? Me organizing half the things and Like leading? the house and the meals and things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're supposed Trips. to cook, clean, and iron, <laughs> and stay barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen. <laughs> no reaction to that. That's nice. <laughs> Y'all waking up. Uh, okay. Thank you. Any question? You want, do you want that to change? You want him to change and start leading you? Yeah, he can if he, if he wants to. Right, if he wants to, but you want him to. With certain things, yeah. Yeah. Right, like the practical thing, cooking and all that. You don't want him doing that. No, he can. <laughs> he can cook. Do you work? Yes. You have a job and a husband and kids? Mm -hmm. How old are the kids? Uh, eight and six. Wow. <laughs> Let me talk to your husband. <laughs> <laughs> is this your first time here? Yes. Oh, what's your name? Let us speak. I'm sorry. My, my name is Vicky. Good. Welcome, Vicky. How did you hear about us? From my husband. Oh, good. <laughs> well, he's working on it. <laughs> did you know you were a beta? 
I actually called in and told you that I was a beta and I wanted to change. Oh, nice. Yeah. Right on. And did you know your wife knew that you were a beta, that she wanted you to lead her? She said she wants me to, but she doesn't, she doesn't want to let go of it. Right, because, well, I'll get to that in a minute. And you don't know how to take it back? Or take the lead? It's, uh, Ed, the moment I decide that I want things done, that I feel it's a certain way, it leads into a, an argument, which leads to anger. So, I know your part or her part? Or both? Her part. Both? Did yeah. she say both? But no, her part. Oh, her part. She get mad? Yeah. And how do you feel, how do you react to her getting mad? I, uh, I notice my thoughts, and uh, I, maybe it's the devil, but I always think to myself, like, is this worth getting an argument over or is this something that I can just say like okay yeah we're just gonna do it that way and, and what do you decide I don't decide she decides she like I'm mad so we're gonna do it my way yeah and you're gonna stay and you're gonna love me she doesn't say that but yeah <laughs> amazing so what that feel like knowing that your wife and we're talking about the nature, so this is your nature. Yeah. What does that feel like knowing that your wife wants you to lead, but you've gone so far down the road with not leading, it's hard to get it back, or it's hard to do it? Have you ever led your wife? Yeah. I, I would say in the beginning. Don't let her talk for you. Hold on, Mama. <laughs> Mama, like, yeah, that way. Uh, be, that be, way she looks somewhat good. <laughs> I would say in the beginning, of our marriage, um, I didn't know about you, so I I believe in what the world would teach me. Yeah. So I. Uh, so I would, uh, I would listen to the world, and I would be like, "Oh, this marriage is fifty-fifty, and she should be a part of me. We are one." But not knowing that it should be God, man, woman, yeah. children. Now that I'm listening to your podcast and I'm and I'm doing a silent prayer, I even do it with my son. I called you about it. No, um, I realized that, and I I talked to her, and I realized that I've let her control our marriage, control take lead in our marriage, and I told her like I wanted to be in control of it going forward, and I told her that I knew it would be difficult for her because she's led the family and uh, for so long. Right. Um, but to answer your question, yeah, if, if I were to step in front of her and try to make a decision, like she said, she would uh, calculate it in her head and realize that I'm wrong and her way is right <laughs> and lead to arguments. So. What a mess. Yeah. Why did you have to tell her you're going to be, things are going to change? Why did you just do the change and not tell her? <clears throat> Why did you need I, to tell her? I think that I thought if I were to... Um, at least give her a heads up of some things that I would do, so it's it wouldn't be because I, I'm I'm probably speaking for her, but I think she sees my leadership as me trying to uh, boss her around and take and to be like a macho man, but that's not what I want to do. But she's bothering you around to being a macho woman. Yeah. Right. Uh, Isn't that right? Yeah. I'm sorry. I I don't see it though. Oh, your boss around is not macho? No, him trying to leave. 
I'm sorry? Him him uh, trying to lead, I don't see it as him being macho oh, and... Yeah. See, you were thinking that. All thoughts are all lies all the time. But why did you have to tell her that you were going to do it? Why not just gradually and quietly change? Maybe, why you, maybe I was in my thoughts. And, yeah, and that's what I want you to see. Maybe I was in my thoughts and I thought if I were to tell her, it would be easier for her to submit, I guess. Right. And you haven't realized yet that all thoughts are all lies all the time about anything? The more and more I listen to your podcast, the more I realize, and I'll do the silent prayer, the more I realize that um, the devil will, will use anything in his power to make me go back. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have to ask for permission to lead. Because if, let's say you ask your wife, I, I'm, I need your permission to lead. I want you to know about to take over. She's still leading. If she said, okay, baby, you can lead. Now you feel like a leader, but things are not going to work. But if you just see what you need to do and just do it. Oh, let me ask this. Why do you need to argue with her when she get mad about it? Well, I don't, I don't argue. Um, but why do you give in to her arguing? Because I, I guess I just want to quote-unquote, happy home. But it's not making a happy home. I know a couple that's been married for 60-something <laughs> years now, and the husband tried from day one to make a happy, happy wife, happy home, and in 60-some years, it's still hell. It's worse now than it was in the beginning. And the, and the wife is miserable because her husband let her do that. He didn't take charge. He went along to get along, but they never could get along. Because when she was happy, he was mad. When he's mad, she's happy. It's not balanced. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that doesn't work either. So can you describe your nature for me? I would say my nature is uh, a loving, funny guy. Loving, funny. Yeah. Oh, you love to laugh at your hell? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess if you see it that way. Yeah. Do you believe this can change? Uh, what our situation? Your nature. Yeah. Okay. I think I would. I would definitely have to continue following uh, the silent prayer and getting to know God. You went and forgave your mother. Yes. Oh, okay. Do you like his mother? No. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> and, and why not? I know why already, but I want to hear you say. This this is a very sensitive subject for me. Okay. Because I love family. And when we first got married, his family was my family, but I slowly realized that I'm not. I was never really a part of their family, yeah. even though I felt like, oh, I'm part of the family. I'm not. So I finally gave up in, in order to protect myself. And you gave up what? Trying to be a part of their family, loving them. Right. Um, what made you think you could be a part of his family? Because we got married. Oh, that was a trick. That doesn't work. That's why God tells the husband to take your wife fall away from family. 
But my family because loves Dustin. him. Only because he's weak. They don't really like him. No. If he were to, once he start really, once you truly start obeying him, your, your mother and your family will turn on him. They're going to say she's hypnotized, he's controlling her. Why does she have to always get permission from him? They're going to turn on him. They'll just pretend they like him now because he's letting you do what you want to do. He's following you. Uh-huh. What do you think about that? No, they love him. <laughs> okay, we'll see. <laughs> Wait until he wake up and he's waking up, it's all right. You'll see. God knows that families don't like one another. He knows that mother and wife don't like one another. Because they'll fight for the control of the man, first of all. And secondly, you got these women coming together with these attitudes. That doesn't work either. That's why you're supposed to take your family away and your family become your family. The other family is no longer your family. And then your true family or your spiritual family who truly come back to the Father, spiritually. But you can't make this other thing work. So don't cry about it. Be glad you're done with them, but don't resent them. That makes sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes. don't resent them. They can't help, but they can't see. What do you think about the fact she does, they don't like her? Or they don't get along? Um, I think my goal would be for, uh, for my wife to quit her job and take my kids away from my mom. Oh. my mom watches them. Oh my God. You have Satan watching over your kids? <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you just, qu you can't afford to have a quit right now? Not right now. Oh, okay. Or, or I didn't want to for the longest. You did not want to? I, I, I worked. Um, I didn't want to stop working after kids. Yeah. Would, would bring more joy watching the kids and raising kids or working? Kids. It does? Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Well, not all the time, though. <laughs> and why not? Because they're kids. They're going to have meltdowns. They're going to have meltdowns? Mm -hmm. Do you have meltdowns? Yeah, I, yeah, I guess I would so say so. So do you think if you didn't have them, would the kids still have them? Uh-huh. <laughs> this is so good, huh? Are you having fun? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you not having fun? The, the minute we walked in, I told him, I want to sit in the back. I don't want them to ask me questions. <laughs> I told yeah, her here too. I am. I told her he's gonna pick people, so you might want to know uh, uh, <laughs> the, the what is it called? Um, every he week he pretty much told me to pay attention. <laughs> every week you have a question, so I told her about the oh question, biblical question, biblical question. Oh, okay, all right. Um, why do you not have fun learning about yourself right now? Well, no, it's not that part. It's I'm learning about myself in front of all these people that I don't know. <laughs> right, but they all messed up too. That's why they're here. <laughs> Everybody got the same problem. Situation might be a little different, but it's the, the whole world have the same problem. Really, there are no unique problems. Isn't that amazing? You should have been at our women's forum Thursday night. He would have been like, what the? <laughs> Everyone has the same problem. 
but only a few are working on it to overcome it. And hopefully you start working on it. All right? So how do you let your mother babysit your children? They don't get along. Well, she, they don't argue in front of you. They don't argue. They don't... Um... Like, you wouldn't know that they don't like each other. Like, they keep it really cordial. Is that the word? But um, The kids know. I think, uh, I think, um, no, I don't think the kids know. Spirit to spirit, they know. They know mama don't like grandmama. And they know grandmama don't like mama. I guarantee you when you're away, she's making it clear but maybe not even saying it, but in her actions, she's making it clear she don't like you. I, I, I agree. I, I think she would do that. Yeah, she's doing I, that. She can't help her spirit is that way. She's making it clear that grandmama have more love for them than mama. She's turning your kids against you. I agree, because if, if I tell my son something, he's like, I'm going to tell Nana. See that? She's turning your children against you. It happens to everybody. When the wife don't stay home and raise the kids. And the mother can't help it because her nature is evil. She raised him. And nothing has changed. What do you think about that? Can you repeat that one more time? <laughs> she raised him, right? Yeah. And he obeyed the male. Mama's boy. Why do you think she's going to be able to raise your children when she couldn't raise her own? I don't know. I've never thought of that. Um, yeah, I understand that. <laughs> and what? I don't know, because they're only with her for a couple hours now. That's all I take. That's why they go and tell Nana. Nana can get them candy when you're not watching. Mm -hmm. See? You said, don't give him candy, nanny. Oh, okay, don't worry. And as soon as you walk out the door, here's some candy. Don't tell mama. <laughs> what do you think about that? I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> yeah. Amazing, huh? Well, you've got to work it out, man. And you're on the right way. You're forgiving. You're doing the prayer. It'll work itself out. You see what's going on now. And the change will happen. Anything else you want to say about your nature? Beta. <laughs> when you discover that you were beta, what did that feel like? It really opened my eyes to, uh, um, like I told you, I called you. I, it, it made me feel like I, the whole time that I thought I was leading this family and then realizing that I'm a beta was... Uh, as a, as a man, it made me feel like I let my family down. I let myself down. But I, it, luckily, I can overcome it. Yeah. And it will change if you stay with it. And now that your wife has looked closer at herself, that's going to start to change, too. Because once you see it, you cannot unsee it. That makes sense? Have you forgiven your mother? The wife. Me? Yeah. Have I forgiven my mother or yeah. his mother? Your mother. For, for what? Recreating your, her image. 
She's new. She's never heard of this before. Nice. Did you know you're just like your mama? I wouldn't say so. Would you say so? I think I'm more like my dad. Did you know you're just like your mama? Yes, in certain, certain aspects. So why'd you say no? I'm just because like I see them and I don't want to be like that. Right. Everybody just like their mama. They don't want to be that way. Are you surprised you turned out to be like her and you didn't want to be that? Am I surprised? No. You're not because surprised? I'm her daughter. Oh, yeah. Do you want to overcome her and be yourself? Yeah. You got to forgive her for what she's done. You got to tell her, I'm sorry for resenting you for what you've done to me. Once you see it, not just because I said it, it's wrong to resent. Anger is wrong, right? It's evil. So when you forgive her, God will forgive you. And, and he'll take her nature away from you and give you back your nature, the one you had before she traumatized you. Then you'll be yourself and everything will be fine. Can you face her? Yeah, I, I'm actually really close with my mom. You, you think you can go to her and say, I'm sorry for resenting you, for recreating me in your image? Yeah, I can tell her that. What are you thinking right now? Like, oh, Lord, how will I tell I don't, her? I don't, the, the things that I've gotten from her, like she has real bad anxiety. I have real bad anxiety. Um, I don't know if she sees it in herself. So for me to tell her, tell her that I'm, you know, the same way as her. Or I think I've told her before, actually. I'm sure you've said it, but you mm -hmm. didn't say it to a point where you want to forgive her for that. Yeah, no. Because that's I've, evil. I've never told her that, yeah. Um, she doesn't need to see it. You need to see it. She might not be ready to change. She may love her hell, and she doesn't want to change. So it's up to her to stay in hell, but at least you'll go free. Yes. You know, it's funny that um, before, because we, we live in Bakersfield, so it's a, quite a good drive. Oh, okay. So all last night, the devil was like, don't go. You know, yeah. Don't sleep in. You don't have the kids. Don't, you know, you don't need to go. Uh, the they, traffic. They're camping with grandma. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it, it's, it's, but it, luckily, um, and I didn't know you, you were going to talk to us either. So I but, didn't either. So I'm glad that we came yeah. and we, we talked about this and I didn't listen to my thoughts and just say, yeah, just sleep in and don't, don't That's go. Right. Good, man. Are you glad you came now? Yes, I'm glad I came. You want to come from hiding and be free? Yeah. You got to face your mother. What did your father say when you asked him, ask, why do you protect me from my mother? What did he say when you asked him about it? I've, I've never asked him that. And, and why not? You said you guys are close. Why have you no, asked him? No, me and my dad, no. I'm a, lot, I'm a lot closer to my mom. Oh, I thought you said you and your dad were close. No, no, uh, me why? and my mom are. Why you're not close to your father? I don't know. I think he always just worked growing up. He never made the, the time. How does your mother feel time. about your father? Uh, they're no longer together. 
Right? That's why you don't like him, too. You want your father, but you have identified with your mother, and you see him the way your mother see him, not the way you see him. That's why you need to talk to him. Because your mother hates him, and she's not going to give a good picture of him. I could, I could see that. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you need to go to him and forgive him and talk to him. Because unless you love your earthly father, you're never going to love God. It won't happen ever. Amazing, huh? Will you talk to your father? Do I talk to him? I said, will you? Yeah. Okay. You got to work on yourself now. And it's going to be amazing. It's going to be mind-blowing. But you got to work on you. Your husband can't save you. Nobody can save you. You got to work on you. So you got to be honest with yourself and start dealing with this stuff. What do you think about that? It sounds good. Yeah. All right. Amazing. So I got to move on. Any questions about any of that or disagreements? No. Do you disagree with any of what I've said? Some stuff. <laughs> okay. Like what, for example? Like my mom. What about her? She's actually really, she's, she's a good person. We have a great relationship. If you have a great relationship, why you don't want to be like her? She's just, she's old school Mexican. It's just, I don't know. All generation. women are old school Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> That's what every race say. Oh, it's in my, I'm a race. I used to think the black women were only like that. But I found out the Jew woman is like that, the Jewish people, the Chinese, oh, the Asian, they're all like that. It's the spirit of the woman, and it had nothing to do with culture. Your mom is evil. Ooh. Your mom is no good. She's done the best she could. But she didn't yes, know. Yes, that I know. That, right. That. She didn't know what you just found out about evil. Mm -hmm. She called herself good too, but no, no woman is good. No man is good. Nobody is good. What? Uh, uh, why are you looking? Oh. <laughs> no one is good. That's why we must be born again. What do you think about that? I agree. I agree. Oh, okay. So your mama ain't no good. Your mama don't lie to you. She likes everyone. <laughs> Just work on it. Pay attention to stuff and you'll see it. It'll be made clear. And as it's being made clear, you'll be made free. And you have peace on earth. All right? So you still disagree about that? You think your mama's good? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Work on yourself, you'll see. I, I understand it. No one want to face the reality that their mothers are evil. Everybody think their mother, their mother is good, but they hate her. And they don't want to be like her. If you were good, you want to be like good. You don't want to be like evil. You said that yourself, right? What? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking? I don't, I don't remember saying that. But remember saying what? Um, that 
she was evil, or what was it that you said? No, you didn't say it. I said it. You said you didn't want to be like her. Yeah. Be, right. But if you were good, you would want to be like her. You would be happy to be like good, but you aren't happy being like evil. Am I right? Well, it, I don't think it's evil. It's just she, it's a different generation. I mean, she, I mean, in, in, in our marriage, I've kind of led the way in my mom and dad, when they were together, she didn't lead the way. So I don't know. Yeah. No. So your father left because she didn't let him, he, she didn't lead the way? Ask your father why did he leave? Let him tell you. Her mom left. Yeah, my mom left. Ask your father why did your mother leave? Do you already know? I've never asked him that, no. Ask him. Hear from him, no one else but him. You got to start communicating with both of them. All right? Okay. Amazing. <laughs> so what's your nature? Um, I would say, like, my nature, um, covering up. Covering up? Yep. And anything else? Why do you cover up? Why not face it? It's easier for me, a lot easier. Like, I'll, I'll cover up, like, my feelings, my emotions, um, the way I feel. I'll suppress it with something else, either, like, work or um, a hobby. But... It's easy to cover it up, but it makes you miserable. Why? So what do you think would be better to not cover it up or to cover it up? Because you can't in hell covering it up within yourself. I am. Um, so I do see like a, like a psych. Um, I go to see like, I'm in the military, so they give us like opportunities to talk to people. Um, but I just feel uncomfortable. Like unless if I, if something that, like uh, when my friend committed suicide, and it really affected me, but my feelings, I didn't want to go to work and then notice any feelings I have. Right. So I covered up with joking, laughing, making sure like yeah. everyone else is happy, having fun, and I'll make jokes about everything. Yeah. Because trying to make myself laugh. Amazing. Well, you need to start, I recommend you start facing it. And how did your friend, how old was your friend? He was 23. Why did he commit suicide? I can't ask him. Oh. And so, was he in the military too? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, may his soul rest in peace. Amazing. Do you have anger? I have um, just questions, not really anger. I oh, just okay. kind of like, um, I don't know, because um, we wear our dress uniforms, and I, I had one of his pins in my pocket when I graduate AIT again. Um, and then I, I was going to text him and send him a picture of it, but I never did. And I think that's kind of like something I wish I would have done. And why? Just to see how he's doing and just kind of like reach out to him. Maybe in my head, like maybe no one was there for him. And if I would have texted him, he would have just kind of felt some type of way. And then um, what I started doing a lot more is telling like the people around him, I love him more. Um, because a lot of people don't really get that growing up. No one really... I don't know how, you know, especially being in the military, everyone got raised different. And you see a different type of people around the world. Um, and some people never heard, like, I love you from, like, their, their parents. Because not every parents, like, really love. Like, my parents weren't really loving like that. Right. They never really told, like, my dad 
never really told me I love you, I'm proud of you. Um, I was very much a mama's boy. I was very much babied by mom. Yeah. And like my brother was talking about too, like that's why I came out oh, here. Oh, yeah, your brother? Oh, yes. okay. What's um, your name? First Salvador. Name. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, so I'm visiting. I'm stationed in Oklahoma, and he's like, we got to go. And I'm like, all right, I'm here. Nice. That's why I'm not really dressed. I didn't pack any clothes for sure. That's but, fine. Um, Some people dress worse than that. So, um, yeah. No, good. That's not worse. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. It's oh. just, I definitely um, cover up a lot of my emotions and um, definitely like, like anxiety, depression, stuff like that. I'll, I'll cover it up. Did you know you were just like your mother? Yes. Yeah. My brother. My my, my brother told me all about you. Yeah. So oh, he was okay. like, he's like, you're just like mom. I'm like, anyone yeah. that has anger, any male that has anger is a woman. He think like a woman. He feel like a woman. He's afraid. He get angry because he has his mother's nature. That's why he must be born again. You got to face your mother. Would you rather be in the military facing Saddam Hussein or facing your mama? Uh, my mom. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to face your mother so you can overcome her. You got to forgive her. She couldn't help herself. Her mother did it to her. And by you telling, going around telling people you love them, where did you get that idea from? I don't know. I just feel like some people need that. Like some people actually feel like you know, what I'm saying if you I, to me, I feel like if you, if no one, I don't know, if no one loves me, then what's the purpose? What's the purpose of what? Living. Oh. I feel like because lot. That's not the first person I've known that committed suicide, and I just felt like if you love more, maybe they'll feel some type of way. I you I don't know what goes through their head, so I don't really know what right. what they're feeling. The so, one thing I can guarantee you, your love wouldn't keep him alive. Because you don't have love. And you're just telling people you love them so you can feel like love. And you, it's still not going to save you. It's not going to make you happy. You don't have love. And telling people that, there are mothers and fathers now who have taught to tell their children, I love you. And they say it all the time. They make a phone call before the phone call ends. I love you. When they get ready to go to school, I love you. And the kids still jump off the bridge. <laughs> Telling someone you love them doesn't do anything but make you feel good from saying it. That's all. And you're saying it because you, don't, you feel unloved. And so you're trying to make yourself happy by telling other people that. I can see that. I can definitely see that. Yeah. And that's not going to help you at all. You got to overcome anger so that God's love can operate through you, then you have the real deal. And even if your father never said to you, I loved you, he didn't need to say that. You would have seen it in him that he loved My father never told me he loved me. My grandfather, and I was real close to them, but they never said they loved me, but I knew they did. That's a woman's thing to be saying that. And the woman said because she doesn't have love. And she said, Oh, I love you. And you're like, okay. <laughs> and if you don't say I love you back, she's like, why you into your, come here, don't you love mama? <laughs> why you didn't say you love mama? You got to say it back. Yeah, I definitely learned that from my mom. 
see that? Yeah. You're just like your mama. But you can overcome. You got to face her. How long are you going to be home from the military? I leave the 30th. I'm sorry? The 30th. Of this month? Yes. We'll do it tomorrow or whenever you see her again. Back from camping. <laughs> you got to face her. That makes sense? Yes. Mama, I'm sorry for resenting you. you. She definitely recreated her image. Yes, I was the baby, so I definitely was under her wing the whole entire time. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. But you got to face her, then you fly away. And don't be af- you will be afraid, but you'll get over the fear of it. And that ink pen situation you mentioned about your friend, that's just a thought. It's not real. That would not have saved him at all. His issue with him, he had issues that he had not dealt with. And the devil told him to kill himself. Life is not worth living. You're not worth a thing. You might as well take your life. And he's like, okay, devil. So let that idea go too. There was nothing you could do. That's another lie from Satan. What do you think about that? I agree with it. I just feel like, to me, I never, it was more confusing because I never thought about suicide. Um, so when people do commit suicide that I know, it's more like, what, like, you know what I'm saying? That, since that never ran through my mind, I don't right. get it. It's more confusing for me. I'm like, why would you do that? You know how it ran through your mind to tell everybody you love them? Yeah. The same spirit that told you that told him to kill himself. They're both lying. It's the spirit of the imagination. And so I can't imagine going around and telling everybody I love him. When you, I heard you say that, I'm like, I could never do that. Where did he get that thought from? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But My mom. Yeah, absolutely. It's the same spirit. You must be born again. We all have to be born again in order to be free of the spirit of the Father. So do you understand now why he did it? He believed lies. He believed what the devil was telling him in his thoughts. Yes. Any, any other questions about that or anything? No. I don't. Okay. I'm glad you came. I'm glad I'm here. Uh, the young lady in the white. Yes. Tell me your, your nature. Um, <clears throat> my nature? Uh, what is your be, nature? Um, it used to be confusion, frustration, um, anger, um, just a lot of the negative things that you talk about. Yeah. <clears throat> now, um, I'm working on the state of letting go, um, and that's just the everyday deal with me. Um, I still get frustrated a little bit. Right. Um, and that's just because I, honestly, I don't know. I just, I guess I, have to, I know too much in the sense of seeing what's going on. Um, but again, like I said, I'm just going to the state of just letting go. Yeah. Yeah. And when you say you know too much from seeing what's going on, what do you mean by that? Um, just seeing <clears throat> how uh, other people operate, um, yeah. seeing how I used to operate in a sense, yeah. um, and just seeing it through other people. Um, I guess that's what frustrates me a lot, in a sense. Right. As you're waking up, you're going to see how wicked the human heart is. You have not seen it yet. I've been seeing it lately, and I'm like, I didn't know a human being can be so evil. I watched this movie called, uh, what's that movie I watched? The Chosen. And Jesus said to his disciple, the hardest part of my job 
is to change human heart. Human heart is pure evil. And as you awaken up, you're right, you're going to see it in yourself, but seeing it and not getting angry will cause you to overcome it. But you're going to see it all around you in ways that you've never seen it before. But don't get frustrated by it. They can't help it. They can't see. Yeah, I, I think I get more frustrated when I'm, um, uh, in, in a sense, looking at my family um, because I expect more in us, I guess. <laughs> I know what you mean. Um, but, you know... It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But the family are the worst. They in are. every family. They absolutely are. I went to, uh, I was invited to go to a place here in L.A. yesterday evening to talk to a family, husband, wife, and a couple of kids. And they, when I walked in their house, it was amazing. It was so beautiful. It was like built really well and really expensive. But by the time I finish, we finished our discussion, they all hated one another. They were miserable. <laughs> it was like they didn't know they lived in a beautiful home. It did nothing for them. And they had, outwardly, they had everything, nice cars and everything. And when I was driving up the driveway, I'm like, oh, that's so nice. I'm going to talk to some nice people. <laughs> <Mm-mm>. <laughs> and they thought that and this is from their mouth. They thought if they got educated, if they became educated, if they had a big, fine home, if they had a few kids, if they lived in a nice neighborhood, if they were well known that they were going to be happy. But it didn't do anything for their nature at all. Nothing changed inside. And they thought that it would. It's, it's interesting to see the, um, how uh, the material stuff Actually, actually, just doesn't matter. That's nowadays. right. Yeah. It doesn't do anything. Yeah, and I but, used to be attached to a lot of it. You know, make sure that the job is okay. This is okay. All this is okay. But yeah, all that the money doesn't matter. That's right. The cars don't matter. It ain't gonna yeah. do nothing for you. Doesn't. You can have degrees until the cows come home. You just have degrees hanging on the wall, and you'll be miserable. Isn't that a mess? <laughs> How deceived are we, huh? That we think that's gonna work. But they were, hopefully now, because by the end of the meeting yesterday, they all tend to calm down a little bit, and their focus is now on themselves and not each other. They're not, they said they're not going to blame each other anymore, and they know now that no one can make you happy. No one, so they're going to stop trying to get happiness from each other and just work on themselves. So we'll see what happens. But that's not the first time. I counseled with a, I went to Washington, D.C., and counseled with, some people that work in the government, same problem. And, and if I, I'm not going to say their name, but if I did, you would know who I'm talking about. You see them in the media all the time. They got the same problem you have, I have, everybody have, until they overcome. It's spiritual, and nothing's going to change it. Nobody else being mad at other people is not going to change it. Nobody has love to give to no one. Amazing, huh? So are you doing the silent prayer and all that? I do not. I, I what? Or uh, suffer? <laughs> suffer and I die. Do. I know. I know, Jesse. Um, it, it, I don't know. I, I, I got to get better at it because it does help. Yeah. I was doing it um, before I left L.A. Uh, and moved back to Texas. I was doing it religiously, um, in a sense. And just, you know, I can feel the calmness yeah. uh, that came with it. Yeah. Um, like I said, everything was just kind of um, in a daze because... Nothing was real. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so you let the devil talk you out of it. We, I guess you can say that. So we, we, <laughs> and, I, and I just want other people to hear because I know people who I personally know people who started on the silent prayer. That's why I tell people if you're not ready for it, don't do it. Yeah. I personally know people who started and they stopped and they could not get back to it, True. and they died in their misery. It is not something you should play with. And it's not something you should take all seriously either, you know. But you either commit to the light or you stay in the darkness. Mm. Right? So when you first wake up, the devil tell you what? I start thinking about my business. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that when the devil tell you, you know what, think about your business. You got you gotta do this today at yeah. work, you gotta do that. Yeah. Hurry up and get there. Yeah. And you're like, okay, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds so bad. <laughs> <laughs> You're worshiping yeah. the devil when you give it to him like that. You really are worshiping him. And he doesn't want you to be still and know him. Now, if you got up every morning and you were hooping and hollering and, Lord, bless my mom and bless my daddy. <laughs> I want a house. I want this. He'll let you do that all day long yeah. because you're praying to him. Isn't that amazing? It is. All right, so go back to, uh, so are you visiting today? I am visiting, yes. Oh, what's your name? Shinteria. Oh. I went to the uh, Women's Forum before I left California once, and then I came to the service once. I, I knew you looked familiar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. I absolutely love you, Jesse. I, I do. Um, uh, when I found you, it was game over. Well, stay yeah. with it. Yeah. Stay with it, all right? Yeah. Just stay with it. Go back to the prayer. Don't let the devil talk you out of it. Yeah. Go back to it, and you'll be home. Just like that. Okay. The worst, the greatest sin that a person can commit is to forget. To forget to stay present. When you forget to stay present and you're lost in your head, you're committing a sin. Because you're worshiping the devil. Amazing. Well, I'm glad to see you. Glad to see you, too. I have Any, one question. Yes. Um, I'm actually a therapist, um, and I know what you say about You're a therapist? therapist. I am. Oh, Lord. I know, I know. The therapists oh. need help. No. <laughs> we do, yeah. absolutely. And, yeah. um, you know, I find myself, uh, after I found you, and it's been about two or three years, um, I find myself going in that, that um, I guess, in that mindset that you um, speak of. Yeah. And people absolutely hate it. Yeah. <laughs> they hate it. And I'm like, I don't know where to find the balance in that. Um, because I want to help, you know, right. um, and I don't want to lie, you know, um, and tell people what other people are saying. Yeah. All of it's junk, you know. Um, so I don't know. It, it, it's, it's interesting. And your question for me is what? How do I balance the truth? By doing the silent prayer and staying present and the, and the spirit of the Father will speak through you to the right person. Yeah. It would be that person that wants it. And then the spirit of the father would not allow you to speak the, the truth to someone that does not want it. I promise you it will happen naturally. Okay. Just like the devil speak through you, as he disappeared, the father will speak to you, mm -hmm. the spirit of the father. So it'll balance itself out. Makes because sense. most people don't want to hear the truth. They love the hell. They want to come to you so you can tell them how right they are about living in hell. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And you won't be able to see that with your own eyes. It, it will be revealed to you, though. Yeah. I can tell when people don't want to hear the truth. And I'm okay with it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. They don't want to hear it. And that's why God let them stay in hell in their misery because they really don't want it. They love their hell. Yeah. So do the silent prayer so you can see. And you will see who to help and not. Makes sense.
That makes sense? A lot. Yeah, because you can't know in advance. You can only know in the present. True. And you will be able to see it. Very true. So go back to the silent prayer. Okay. All right? Thank you, Jesse. Amazing. Yes. Any other questions? Mm -mm. Nice. No. Uh, let me do this because of time. Oh, the young man in the back. He's just dying to talk. <laughs> <laughs> What's your nature? Um, as a man or me personally? What's your nature? I think my nature is to be alone. To be alone? Yeah. Meaning what? Meaning to be an individual. Meaning to understand my purpose. Nice. And what is holding you back from those things? Myself. In what way? In, in me listening to the doubt and the fear that's being put in my head constantly through living in this world and constantly seeing comparisons and knowing that the comparison is the thief of joy, the thoughts tell you to listen to them. Yeah. The temptation is, is very strong. I understand it. That's amazing, man. How old are you? 21. You're 21? Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, do you want to get past that so you will become yourself and be alone and do what you want to do? Uh, yeah, I want to. You got to forgive your mother. I'll try. And you tried to forgive her? Yeah. What, what did you do? What do you say you tried? I try to understand, try to comprehend and understand why I need to forgive her. Right. And it has to also do a lot with my father not being there. Yeah. That the only person that I could look up to was my mother and to take after her nature. Yeah. And I don't blame myself or her for it. I just have to look to overcome that situation. Have you gone to her to forgive her? Yeah. Did you tell her you were sorry for resenting her? No, I didn't, I didn't tell her that. Well, you didn't forgive her then, man. What the? <laughs> what did you say to her? I just told her I'll forgive you. Apologize. We, next time you see her, apologize for resenting her. She could not help herself. And then her nature will be taken away from you. But you, do the silent prayer. Have you heard about the silent prayer? Yeah. Yeah, do that. Are you doing it? I try. Are you doing it? No. What the? <laughs> why, why don't you do it? Why have you done it? Well, because whenever I try to be silent, the noise gets louder. Nice. And you... And what's happening is you've been living, this is you, right? You've been living in your imagination with the noise. Mm -hmm. You became one with it when your mother traumatized you. Mm -hmm. And you escape into your imagination. So the noise has always been there. But now that you want out, the light of God is bringing you out. When you sit still, you're just becoming aware of the noise. And you're overcoming being a part of the noise. And that's what you want. You want the quietness. You don't want the noise. So when you do the silent prayer, you sit there and the spirit of evil is having a fit because it doesn't want the light to be shining on it. So it's screaming and yelling and noisy and carrying on, but it's not you. It is starting to die. And so you need to sit there and watch it and let it die. You know, you've got to find yourself going in and out. 
But every time you go in and out, every time you go in here, come back out. If you had to do it a thousand times a day, and eventually it'll be gone and you'll be free. But you want the noise, it's not you. That makes sense? Yes. Every human being has the same problem with the noise. And it's hard for them to sit still, face it, because it feels like you. You feel like you're dying, but it's not you. It's that spirit of evil and imagination. So you, I recommend you do the silent prayer and forgive your mother. I'm sorry for resenting you. Don't ask for forgiveness. You forgive her and God will forgive you. Human beings don't forgive. When you're forgiven, you're admitting that you're wrong for resenting her. She did the best she could. And, 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 and that anger that you have is keeping you away from yourself, your real self. And so once you forgive her, you'll come back to your real self, not in hell. That makes sense? Yes. Yeah. And how about your father? Have you forgiven him? Um, yes, I forgive him, my father. You told him? Yes. And what did you tell him? I told him that I forgive you. I told him on his on his deathbed recently. Oh, okay. Oh, so you, you got a chance to tell him before he died? Yeah. Oh, yeah, good, man. Nice. Well, work on forgiving your mother. Uh, any questions about that? No, no questions. Oh, okay. Nice. Amazing. You're 21, man. It'd be perfect to wake up so early. You avoid a lot of pain, a lot of headache. So work on yourself, all right? Okay. Um... Let's see here. And then I got to move on. In the white, what is your nature? Um, I think in the past, my nature was to be of the world and to accept identities that the world pushed on me. But now I'm trying to be of the spirit and to just be without feeling like I'm obligated to be something. And how's that going? It's going great. It is? Mm -hmm. You forgive your mother? Yes. You went to her? Yes. And how about your father? Uh, yes. I'm sorry? Yes. Are you doing the prayer? Yes. Nice. We'll stay with it. All right. One last one right here. What's your nature? Yes. I'd say uh, my nature is at times a lot of anger and resentment towards my father, mostly. And so you're mad at your father? A lot of times, yes. And why, uh, have you heard me say to forgive him? Yeah, I called you so twice, actually. Oh, okay. I told you about it. And why have you done that? Why haven't I? I think about it. I think about doing it at times. It's just that our relationship right now is a lot of friction, you know? It's just not... Like, we, we live in the same house. We barely even talk. We just say, like, I just say hi to him out of respect, but I really don't... I don't know, like, we just don't have much of a relationship. We're just cordial, I guess. And why haven't you forgiven him? <sighs> because a lot of stuff happened between him and I, you know. Um, as a kid, he was a disciplinarian, I guess you'd call him that, but he wasn't, I'd say he, was a, he wasn't much of a father, you know. He was just a good provider, I guess, because to him, his, I guess his version of love, well, his version of like being a good dad was just like buying gifts, providing because he's a high earner. He makes a lot of money, and he thinks that that equates to not to to being a good father. I guess he he was very very tough on me and my sister, which 
is his role. I know he has to do that, but I think there's a limit to everything. I think under no circumstance you should ever tell your kids to commit suicide, you know? You shouldn't tell them to commit suicide? Yeah, he told me and my sister that many times. Why you shouldn't tell them that? Why shouldn't you? They get on your nerves sometimes. You're like, go kill yourself. I mean, it's not, it's not even, because you, you know, you said it in like... <laughs> no, I'm playing. Play, I'm just but. playing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, among other things, that's like, that's the type of stuff he would do. Him and my mom would get over, like, get, get into it many times, like, to the point where now they're just together because of us, like, there's really no love between yeah. them. Even my mom told me that. She's like, I don't, like, uh, your father and I, we're just together because of you guys. We're not, like, we don't, we don't really, like, there's no love left between us. Just to give an example, that's two person, I shouldn't say that. Uh, but yeah, that's just, that's just how it is right now. Hey, and man. so why have, have you forgiven your mother? My mom? Um, not, not fully, because looking back at it, I realized that she could have done more, I guess, to protect my sister and I, but she never did because I understand her because she was kind of afraid of him, afraid of his reactions. Because he's a man that he can't control his emotions. I, and I, I find myself, I had the same problem until I started working on it because he would have bursts of anger. Like, I'd, I wouldn't understand where that came from. And right. recently, I'd have that too. And my mom made me realize that. She was like, you're, you're becoming like him. You're getting angry for no reason, and you should just... And I recently started working on that, like just watching my thoughts, you know, being present in the moment. And so why, because of time, why haven't you forgiven him? And both of them, really. But why haven't you forgiven your father? My father, because... I don't know, it's just like... A lot of damage has been done. It's, you want to forget, but the memories are still... Like, he tries to make up for it today. Like, he tries to be friendly with my sister and I, you know, joking around. But it even feels weird. And I'm like, sometimes he does, like, he comes and tries to joke around with us. I'm like, what's... And you're like, I don't want to play with you. Exactly, because... What the... It's, it's, it's been... It's been... It's been... <laughs> we've had such a cold relationship for so long, it just feels normal to me now. That's like, that's my normalcy with him. Like, yeah. And for him to come and, like, try to be buddy-buddy with me, I'm just like, stop it. Like, you don't need to do that. We've... We've been the way we are. I mean, I'm fine with it. We don't need to change it. Just respect me. I'll respect you. That's, that's really it. And why haven't you forgiven him? Because I don't think I'm ready to. So you love your hell? <laughs> I, I guess. I'm sorry? I guess, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I want to, but it's like some of the memories just come back in mind. I'm like, how, like, you know, how could you do that to your, to your own kids? So. And so you love your hell? Yeah, I guess, yeah. I'm sorry? Yeah, I guess. They can't hear you way over there. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Um, and so why do you even work on yourself then if you love your hell? Well, I'm working on changing my nature, I guess. How are you going to change if you don't forgive? I don't know. I'm sorry? I don't know. I don't what, what idea you have that would change your nature if you don't forgive? I don't know, just working on uh, watching my thoughts, because usually... You watching your hell? I wouldn't say that. I would say that, because I find myself sometimes just sitting alone. Right. And as I'm 
just thinking about stuff. That's why I don't like to just not do anything. I'm always occupying myself. And I stayed, and I, whenever, because whenever I'm sitting, I'm alone, I'm not doing anything, I tend to go back to those thoughts, you know, getting angry in the moment. But as I said recently, I'm watching my thoughts, realizing that's not me. That's, that's the devil trying to, you know, get me angry and stuff. How so will you enter it. into the kingdom of heaven within if you don't forgive? That's not, it's not possible. I'm sorry? I said it's not, it's not possible without, without so forgiving. So knowing that that's not possible, why don't you go and forgive? I'd say that I'm not ready to face him at the moment. Oh, so you love your hell? Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, is your father African? Yes. Oh, no wonder. Forgive your father, man. Let me tell you this. There's never, ever, 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 but never, ever, ever, ever a reason to hate. There's never a reason not to forgive. I don't care what happened. You still have to forgive him so you could be free. He couldn't help himself. Your father and mother didn't wake up one day and say, you know what, let me have some kids so we could just destroy them. <laughs> we have nothing else to do. So we're going to make some babies to destroy them. They couldn't help it. And when you forgive him, by realizing you're wrong for hating him, but he couldn't help it, then you will forget what happened. You're not going to forget until you forgive. When you forgive, it's going to be as though it never happened. You have to make yourself to remember it until you bring it up to someone else. And when you do remember to have a discussion about it, there will be no pain with it at all. Zero pain. But you're not going to be able to forget until you forgive. And there's no, and the moment to forgive is the moment that you see him. That's the opportunity. But the devil telling you, oh, he's not in a good mood right now. Oh, I'm not in a good mood. It's just not the right time. While you're looking at the devil, he's still controlling you. Because he doesn't want you to forgive. You forgive, you'll go free. And he doesn't want that. He wants you to live in you and, and destroy your soul. But I feel like you need to be, if you forgive, if you go with the intention of forgiving, you have to be, it has to be like an Please honest thing, me. right? Say what now? If you go and, for, and you say, as I said, if I go up to him right now and I say, I forgive you, I don't think I'd be genuine. Right. When you, that's why I say when you see it, that you're wrong for hating him, and that's why you're so miserable on the inside, it's because you're wrong for hating him. When you can see that for yourself, you're going to see that he couldn't help himself. Just as you can't help yourself, just anger is controlling you. It's the same thing with him. And when you see you can't help yourself, you'll understand him, and then you can forgive. What do you think about that? I think that's accurate. That's true. Yeah. But you're not going to be free, and you're not going to forget until you forgive. There's no way around it. You are wrong for hating him. You're not yourself. And yes, he was wrong for the way he raised you, to treat you, but he couldn't help himself. He had no love. All right, any questions about that? No. I would recommend you forgive him, man. Right behind you. What is your nature real fast? <laughs> I would say 
discovery. I don't know what my nature is, Jesse, at this point. As I'm waking up, my nature seems to be changing consistently. I'm just in the moment. And so you don't know what it looked like on the inside right now? No, I mean, I'm getting to know myself. I feel like I'm emptying out and I'm getting to know myself all over again. And what I thought was my nature is absolutely not. So now after all of the years of being indoctrinated and uh, habitually being told who I am by various people, I'm realizing that that's absolutely not who I am. So I'm discovering who I am on a pretty much on a daily basis. And what are you emptying out? The not me. And what does that look like? Um, it looks like a spoiled, petulant child who is completely out of control emotionally at times and everything that I'm not. Amazing. Nice. Stay with it. Stay with it. I had this. I'm looking at the clock here. I, I got to tell you all this. I had this, this discussion with this nice lady, in case you're watching. She is a nice lady. And she was telling me that um, this was during the counseling session that, and I won't say your name, but the story was amazing, that she used to work. She was married. She had kids. and She used to go to work. And at her job, she worked so hard, she moved up the ladder that she was just at the top of the ladder. But when she got there, she wasn't happy. So what happened was she got married and she got pregnant. And even at the top of the ladder, and I'm not saying exactly what she said, but it was so deep. She got married and she got pregnant. And when she got pregnant, all the women at her job, because she was going to quit, go home and be a wife and a mother. And the women at her job jumped on her. They didn't like that at all. Like, why are you going home? Why are you going? You don't have to stay home to have a baby. You need, paraphrase, you need to be free. You can work and, and stay home. They didn't like it at all. But she stayed home and they turned against her because she was trying to do it the right way. And so then at some point, uh, she and her husband, first husband, broke up. They divorced. And then, I guess he heard of me some kind of way, on YouTube or something. So she started to do the silent prayer, and she went and forgave her mother. And then she got married a second time. But I really enjoyed this conversation, too. But when she got married a second, I asked her, why are you married a second time? She's like, I don't know. Oh, you know why I did that now? <laughs> Something told her to get married a second time, and that was the answer, right? But she doesn't know why she got married a second time, because she didn't need love. She wasn't looking for it and all that, right? But anyway, um, and now a whole lot of uh, this old nature that she had is fading away. It's disappearing, and she's finally feeling free. But she was having this issue that uh, she doesn't want to play with anybody anymore. She doesn't feel like calling people, gossiping on the phone with the women. She doesn't really want to go to parties and things like that. She just, she's becoming happy with herself, just being alone, right? And she was telling me that all she does now is get up and cook and clean and 
take care of herself around the house. She like she said, but I feel so lonely. I feel so alone. I feel so lonely. And what should I do? Because when I look out, I see other people laughing and having fun and going to parties and they're doing their thing. But I don't want to do it. But yet I feel lonely. And I explained to her that that lonely feeling that she has is not her. That's another identity, a false identity that she has to overcome. It's not you at all. So let yourself feel lonely. And to read that subject, I mean, that conversation is so interesting because I started to notice in counseling with people over the years, the world has really set us up, our parents, and the world has set us up with false identities. And the death, that, the spiritual death of, of the ego is about overcoming every, every identity that the world has given you. Our parents have given us. For an example, uh, there are people who compare themselves to rich people and it made them feel poor. And so when they feel poor, they go out to try to make a lot of money and become rich. But when they become rich, they're still miserable. But they thought that because they, other people had the money, they thought that once they got it, they wouldn't feel poor anymore. But they still felt unhappy. They still have fear. They still have doubt. They still have worry. And so I say that to say that you got to stop worshiping loneliness. You got to stop worshiping finance. You got to stop worshiping fear. You got to stop worshiping doubt and angry anger. Anger is your enemy. Anger is your bitter enemy. And you worship it when you get mad. Every time you get mad, you're worshiping the devil. You're worshiping anger. It's not your identity. And you got to go through, you don't have to, you can suffer. But if you want to be free, you got to go through the valley of the shadow of loneliness, of fear, of doubt, of comparing yourself to others, uh, of worry, of depression, of listening to the voice of the devil, thinking that it's your voice. You got to go all the way through the valley of the shadow of all those things. And you will see that God is with you while you're going through this valley. You're going to get a glimpse of the light of God, right? And you will see that he's with you no matter what, how dark the valley that you're going through get. You will see the light is with you. And you will die from the ego, but you got to let it. And right on the other side, it's full of life. It's all life. You got to stop reaching for the phone when you feel lonely. You got to take the valley of the shadow of death by not reaching for the phone and calling up someone that's going to make you feel good for a minute. Because that's all the phone call is about is to get approval. You're not so bad. You're all right. And then you get a moment of approval, but that's not going through the valley. You got to start reaching for food or anything and go through the valley. Sean gave me this story about some guy on YouTube. Sean, can you tell that story about the guy that eat food on YouTube and now he's real fat and can't help it? Right, yeah, we haven't gotten to it yet, but mukbangs <laughs> are a thing on YouTube. Y'all heard of that? 
You heard of mukbang? I've never heard of it before. Yeah. So mukbang, go ahead. Well, one guy in particular, um, I think his name is Nick, Nickicado Avocado. I know about him. He became like 400 pounds. When he started doing it, he was 150 pounds. And now he's like 400 pounds. He needs a ventilator. He's in really bad shape. Um, so, yeah, people watch them to watch other people eat these huge meals. Yeah. Like entire menus of food. And sometimes they like talk about their problems while they're eating, you know, and it, it, it's a whole thing. I don't know why people watch them for out for hours just eating. Exactly food. the thrill. Um, they want the thrill. But you could tell they're not, you know, fully conscious while they're eating. They like they're doing it in order to go unconscious. And uh, it's a pretty crazy YouTube trend. And now the guy's having problem, right? Oh yeah. He's yeah. Uh, That's yeah. why with food <laughs> you gotta stop reaching for the food to make you feel better. God said when you eat, be aware, be conscious while you're eating. If you notice the food, you go, you pray to, oh, God, thank you for the food. Hold hand. Let's hold, <laughs> let's hold hand and pray. God, thank you for the food. Mama cooked this food, show it's gonna be good. <laughs> thank you for the land that it came from and and water, and the life, and amen. And the moment you take that first bite, you forgot about the prayer. <laughs> you forgot the prayer and everything. I want you all, I encourage you to practice even when you're eating. Be aware of what you're eating. You will not overeat, you will not go unconscious, and you'll be fine. It is seducing you. The food is seducing you. That's why you say mama make the food so good. You don't even want to move. You'll be a grown person who want to stay there and eat mama food. She's poisoning you. By making the food so good, you go unconscious. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> and then when you're unconscious, how, how you like the food, baby? Mama, that was so good. <laughs> and mama like, yeah, I got you. It's no different than pot. You eat to go unconscious. I want you to know that being aware is paradise on earth. And the more you practice it, the more it grows in you, the freer you become. But you got to die from the spirit of identities. So, and a lot of people, I have heard several men and women, they are dying from a lot of things, but they don't know how to deal with the loneliness. That's part of the fake identity. It really is for... And nobody want to be lonely. They want to go to every party. They want every phone call. Being alone is death itself to most people. But be alone. Spend time with no TV, no nothing for a few minutes. And feel that loneliness. It's not you. You're going to see that it's not you. Because in that lonely spirit, it's telling you how lonely you are. And giving you lonely feeling pain. God is with you, and he'll take care of that. He really, really will. But you got to go through the valley of the shadow of death. The world has set us up. They tell you, if you don't get an education, you're not going to make much money. And you fall for it, and you go and get two or three degrees, now you're in debt. And you make some money, but you can't even live because you got to pay the bill back. Whereas if you had gone and got a job, and grew in that job, making money, you'll be just fine. 
God will, t- will we overcome? Because he's trying to do it now. He will take care of you. He said, don't worry about what you're going to eat, where you're going to sleep, what you're going to wear. Just relax and let life. This young lady said to me, wow, that sounds so easy to just live. And that's what she wanted. And I saw the light come on in her when she realized that this loneliness was another false identity. The real you don't feel lonely. It's the fake you that feel lonely. People get married because the devil tells them, you know what, get married, then you won't be lonely. And you get married, all hell will break loose. Now you're fighting. Husband and wife fighting each other. Trying to get love. Because it didn't fulfill it. You got to die from the identities. So with everything, be aware. Just be aware. The awareness will change it. Go all the way through the valley of the death. And don't let anyone protect you from it by making you feel good. Because he's going to teach you to call people you don't even like. <laughs> he call, he'll give you a name of someone that you hadn't heard from in a while. Call them up just to see how they're doing. When in reality, you're calling them up to feel better. You'll feel like, oh, I did something nice. They said something nice to me. And it makes you feel better, but it's not making you free. Go through the valley of the shadow of ego of the far here. That makes sense? Yes. Don't nobody have love to give you? And if you're already married, you don't have to leave the relationship to work it out. You can start quietly working on yourself and you'll see that you're dealing with the husband or the, or the wife in the right way. All of a sudden, you don't get angry when they get angry. You're not afraid to tell the truth. You know, if they stay fine, if they leave fine, because you're overcoming the world. You don't need the world anymore. And you'll be in it, and the rest of the world will be going crazy with fear and anger and bite-biting and stabbing one another in the back and, and revenge and gossip. But you won't be a part of it. You'll be in the crowd and not be a part of it. You'll be in the world, but you got to go through the valley of the shadow of identities and stop identifying. If you're a doctor, that's what you do. That's not who you are. If you're a therapist, that's what you do. That's not who you are. It's just a title. So don't take it on as an identity. And when you're talking to someone, they'll be like, oh, I'm a doctor. Because the first thing, the first time you tell them that, they're going to tell you their problems. Oh, doctor, I got a headache. You at a party trying to have fun. And, you t- <laughs> and they're like, what kind of work you do? Oh, I'm a doctor. <laughs> oh, really? You know, my left arm was hurting the other day. <laughs> and you're like, what the? It's not who you are. It's just what you, it's here. It's a, a way to survive in the world in a practical way. If you want to be free, you got to overcome the world. And the way you overcome the world, you got to die of all your little identities. The devil is using them against you to make you think that's who you are. That makes sense? Yes. Really. The world set us up for that, though. They really did. And each individual adult is responsible for yourself. Nobody else is. No one else. 
and joining another group is not going to do it. Look how crazy the government is. The government is insane. And it's because each individual is insane. And they went and joined a group called government. And they're all insane, going crazy. That's, the government is like an illusion, too. It's just a group of people who join forces together in their evil ways. And they're fighting amongst each other. And they want to control everything because they're unhappy. That's why they don't get along. They can't make a decision. It's the individual that joined a group and created hell. Isn't that amazing? The Democrats and Republicans fighting because they got hell in them. Their world is messed up. You are your world. Yes, James. You are your own world, and no one is responsible for your world but you. No one. Yes. Uh, it's, it's not just loneliness, but it's also like boredom. Or um, there's this term called FOMO, fear of missing out. What? FOMO, fear of missing out. Missing out on what? On whatever exciting thing <laughs> that you think that you're going to be missing if you don't oh. chase after um, an opportunity or whatever to go have fun. So loneliness is different than boredom? Uh, it, I, when I hear loneliness, I don't think of... Boredom seems to like hit home more for me than loneliness. What does boredom feel like? Um, it feels like antsiness, like I want to get out or I want to go do whatever, do uh -huh. something. Like I get an idea of something that I want to do or, or I'm at work and I'm like, oh, this is drudgery to do this particular task. Right. And then when you get out the boredom, fill and disappear? No, it, it doesn't. You, you can get like a, a relief. From, I can get like a relief from it, but it's, it seems like it's worse when I appease that, that sense of boredom than if I were to just plug through it. Right. And um, keep on doing what I'm, what I f sense that I'm supposed to be doing. And what does loneliness feel like? I don't really. You never get lonely. I might, but I tend to, I tend to do those texts when I think of somebody, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. And that cover up the loneliness? Maybe I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> Not really sure. <laughs> Anybody been lonely? Felt loneliness? Yeah. What does loneliness feel like? Uh-huh. Um, I'm actually struggling with that right now because I, um, I've forgiven my mom and my dad, both. Yeah. But now I'm struggling with the fact that I am like my mother. And I'm trying to change that and I'm trying to um, just kind of deal with my own hell right now. And then it's really hard because, you know, I, I tend to start hanging out with people to not deal with my hell. Oh, and, you start hanging out with people to avoid your hell? Yeah. Oh, okay. And instead of dealing with my own um, problems, I, I'm a, I fix their problems instead. And I focus on them. And I've, I started to notice that. So now I'm focusing 
on myself and my my problems and you know what I need to fix and you know it's funny because my daughter's here and she's like you know people are saying all these things and she's just kind of looking at me like that's you you know <laughs> nice so yeah. and so loneliness feel like what if it, it's just it feels like your own form of hell, I guess. Like you, you're dealing with yourself. You have to deal with who you are. You have to look in the mirror and see your ugly truth. Yeah. And it's not easy to do. Does it's, it feel like boredom, the way he described boredom? To me, no. It doesn't feel like boredom to me. Yeah. Have you ever been bored? I have. And what did boredom feel like? To I just feel like I have to go do something like you know like this I have to get out of the house. It's all like loneliness and boredom. It, it's the same it's thing. It might be actually because he be says that he has thing. a text vote that he doesn't even like. He haven't heard from him in a long time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going through something right now, and then these past two days I have to be around people to not deal with oh. what I'm dealing with. You know. So why why don't you just deal with it so that false identity? Because it's a false identity, it's not even real. Why not go through it so you can overcome it? I think because I'm letting my own thoughts win. And who thoughts are those? The devils. Right. Don't call them yours. They're not yours. The devil tell you, oh, you feel lonely right now. Go do something for somebody. Mm -hmm. And you go do it and you're keeping him alive. Yeah, and then I, I feel the same way that I felt from the start. Absolutely. So. And the people that you, when it did that for, don't even like you. Mm -hmm. They're like, well, I'm glad she coming to do that. I don't like her. <laughs> <laughs> she trying to be nice. I still don't like her. <laughs> so I want to encourage you and James to, James, when it tell you to text someone at that moment, don't do it. When it tell you, you got to get out somewhere, go do stuff for someone. The voice of the voice is of the hell, it's of the devil. It wants you to stay busy so that you don't, he, have, he doesn't want to depart from your body. So he's telling you to do these things. You're not telling yourself that. God is not telling you that. He is telling you that to keep you busy. Yeah. That's the voice of the devil. And when you do it, you're worshiping the devil. I also stopped doing the silent treatment. The silent I, treatment? The silent, the silent prayer, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is the silent treatment, yeah. that's for sure. I stopped doing it, and I started redoing it. Well, suffer and die. Yeah. What made you, in closing, what made you stop doing the prayer? My own, the devil, my own thoughts, literally. Like, Why y'all worshiping the devil? You say you want God, but you hold on to the devil. Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me. Do I understand it? It does make sense because I understand how he works. But how can you say you want God and someone point the way to God and the devil tell you, no, don't do it. And you're like, okay, devil. How is that possible? How is, I, I don't know. But, you know, I'm back, so. And I'm gonna, I'm sticking to it, so. Amazing. Um, are you doing a prayer every morning, every night, Hake? Uh, I think that I do like a go through the motions thing. So I don't think that I'm really doing it like committedly. You are fired. <laughs> <laughs> He's fired from the hate report. 
so there's a job opening. <laughs> nice. <laughs> now you see why God doesn't let you suffer? He pointed the way to it for you, and you still don't take it. Yes, Hitler. You did this. Okay, to start with, I believe uh, a lot of pe uh, people are not doing the prayer simply because they feel it's too, it takes up too much of their time as, and they want to take the easy way out as fallen beings. We always have a tendency to find the easy way to, uh, to a solution. Are you doing it every morning, every night? I do. Right. They, the, the reason they're not doing it is because they're listening to the devil. That's why they're not doing it. He get, he said you got you don't have time. You got to do this and that. Blah blah blah. Yeah, listen to the devil. That's why they're not doing it. They still trust the voice of the devil. They're worshiping the devil. Isn't that amazing? Yes, uh, even the Christians are worshiping the devil. All in the name of Jesus. Just one more thing. When you see me uh, raise my hand like that, I must. <laughs> I took it from a cartoon I saw a long time ago. Oh, we'll take it back. <laughs> it reminded me of Hitler. He used to do this. And now Doug does this. The, the uh, computer guy. That's him over there. Hitler. Uh, let, me do, let me do this one thing, then I come to you. Way in the back. With the woman in the back. So how do you feel hearing your son say... He need to forgive his mother. I've been telling him he needs to forgive his mother. So what now? I've been telling him he needs to forgive his mother. And when he didn't come to you, what do you, what do you think about it and forgive you? Well, we did have a conversation because I came to him and I'm like, forgive me. When I realized like right. everything that I had done, how I was living and Satan was my dad, I did ask him. And he was like, I forgive you. Like, I don't really have anything to forgive you for and I understood that he didn't see like right. even by me asking him yep. he didn't really see what it what it was so yeah he yeah. got to see it for himself yeah when somebody you see it you see it now right that you need to forgive her um yeah 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 I, I see it it's just the process is is hard because you're so familiar with who you are yeah. That you're scared of being somebody else. I know what you mean, man. Everybody's afraid of that. If I give up this false identity, who will I be? If I give up the thoughts and emotion, who will I be? You're going to finally be you. You're going to, because you're not yourself. You're not you with all these false identities and emotions. You're not yourself. You're going to finally be you when you stop being this stuff. It's not you. So don't let the devil tell you that. You will be. And it's, it's going to be amazing, too. It really, you're going to fi finally be yourself. That makes sense? Yeah. So don't be afraid. It's going to be amazing to find. You live here, but, but your, your state of unconsciousness, your state of unconsciousness have you living here. As you overcome these false identities, feelings and thoughts and love and hate and all this mess, 
this is going to disappear and you'll just be you. And it's going to be amazing. All right? So do the prayer. Forgive your mother, man. All right? Okay. Yes, that's word. I just wanted to quickly add that um, I used to suffer from just a, an illustration of how clever the devil is. I used to suffer from severe FOMO, where my social calendar had to be packed. And now that I'm at a place where I'm waking up and comfortable yeah. in my you know, solitude, now my phone is ringing off the hook and texts are coming in. And I'm like, That's, the devil will find a way he to will. get us off track no matter Absolutely. what. You're absolutely right. The devil will send people to you when you try to overcome him. He really will. If you're a man and you try not to date, try to work your way, the devil send all kinds of women to you out of the woodwork. <laughs> if you're a woman and you try to stay away from all that stuff for now, the devil send you a man. And he'll make it look like the right one for you. And you'll get with him, and you'll kill him. And he'll kill you, spiritually. You're absolutely right about that. That's why I'm telling hey, you got to stop texting when the devil tells you to text. <laughs> I stopped a little bit. How about all the way? <laughs> and then there'll be the right time to text. But you got to stop doing it. Especially when the devil say do it. The devil tell you, oh, you're bored. Test Lala. And, and the last time you heard from Lala was like 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense? Yeah, it does. And it sounds like boredom and loneliness is the same thing. Very similar anyway, yeah. yeah. It's just the same spirit with a different name. Another false identity. All right? Did you have a question or something? No. Oh, okay. Did I see your hand? Um, I, I just want to say something. Okay. <clears throat> um, in, in reference to uh, loneliness, um, I feel like I've been um, too much in my own space. And I don't know how to balance that. What do you mean by that? Like, I, I absolutely love being by myself. Nice. <laughs> I, and, and it's been a while since it's been like that. My friends, they, they tend to have to pull me out. But I'm like, it's nothing out there for me in the sense of. That's right. You know? So I, maybe, I don't know if it's a wrong thing <laughs> to no. love being in my space. As long as you're not uh, into your ego and you're trying to hide from people. Or you're doing it because you feel insecure around people. If you're not doing it for that reason, you're on the right track. Makes sense. I never, I remember when I would break up with a girl. I used to date a lot. And I would break up. I always had another girl in the West Wing. Because mm -hmm. I didn't want to feel the loneliness. Yeah. I didn't want to feel like, oh, by myself, right? Yeah. But once I started working on me, uh, I have, I, I enjoy as much being by myself as I am with a crowd now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just totally, it is, it's so interesting too to me mm -hmm. that I'm so happy with me being alone as I am with a crowd. Yeah. It's the same. Makes sense. And, and that's how it's going to work out for you too. Yeah. When you do go out, 
you're going to see, you're going to have fun, you're going to enjoy, but you won't get a sense of identity from the crowd at all. Yeah. You will still be alone because there's no feeling to it. Yeah. That, that makes sense? That, definitely. That's kind of how it's going in a sense of now. Yes. Um, it's just when my friends say, okay, well, you're at this age. Um, how are you going to go out? I mean, how are you not going to go out and find anybody to marry? And I'm like, uh, that's the way of the is. world. You yeah. don't need to go out to find anybody. Do not do that. If it meant for you to have it, it'll happen naturally. Don't go out looking for that. Mm -hmm. Your friends are unhappy. They're lonely. Mm -hmm. They'll find the wrong people. They're trying to find happiness in that way, and they're never going to get it. Yeah. And that's the way of the world. We have to overcome the world. Mm. Totally overcome the world. So when the devil tell you that, as, as she was saying about her phone ringing all the time, mm -hmm. the devil going to tell your friend, oh, get her out of the house. She, she needs to be out. And they'll go work on behalf of the devil and invite you to a party. If you want to say no, say no. If you want to say yes, say yes. But don't fall for it. Okay. You're doing just fine. Makes sense. And you're going to see you are your world, and inside your world is perfect peace. Mm -hmm. There's no reason to be out there looking for anything. That makes sense? A lot of it. Amazing. Of it. Thank you, Jess. You're welcome. Um, you had your hand? Yeah. Okay, right here. And then you have the last word. I see that you're dying to say something. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so they, they put people in a situation where they inflicted pain on them, and they scanned their brain to see what area light up. Yeah. And then they made them feel lonely and rejected by a group, and this same area lit up where they thought they were in physical pain, but their brain, they couldn't, they couldn't figure it out where the pain was coming from because... The brain was kind of telling them, oh, you're in pain, you're in pain. But yeah. they, they show that even monks who have like these spiritual beliefs or like spiritual practices, they can inflict pain on these people and they don't have anything that lights up. Yeah. Yeah. Let go of all of your identities, all your little uh, plans, except practical ones, right? But let them all go. Go through the valley of a shadow of death. It's false identities. That's all it is. It's not you that's dying. You are coming alive. It is dying. It really, really is. And that's what it means to be born again. And in order to get into the heaven, the kingdom of heaven, you must forgive. You ain't getting there with anger. Anger is evil. And this little thing about Jesus' anger is all a lie. It's another setup. Anger is your bitter enemy. It is bringing on all these false identities. It's bringing on the world. And the world is false. All right? Last word. Oh, yeah, the biblical question. Yes. I don't know. So you can answer the biblical question. Oh. Why do you judge other people's strength with your weakness? Why do you judge other people's strength with your weakness? Uh -huh. I don't know. This is a tough one for me. Other people's strengths and my weaknesses? Yeah. Um, I don't think I judge them. I, I see other people and how they naturally interact with other people, talk to other people, and I'm nothing like that but I'm okay with it and so when you social see, and 
I'm, I'm okay with being by myself. So when you see it, what do you think about it? Someone else socializes or strengthen, get along with I wish it came natural to me. But <laughs> so you are judging it? In a sense. So you have to lie. What the? <laughs> well, I never thought of it that way. Right. I know that. That's why I want I hear a lot of people say, I never thought about forgiving my mama. Well, I just never thought that I was in a fallen state. I want to get your thinking going, paying attention to yourself. That's exactly what you're doing, though. You're judging. They're, they're able to go out and have fun and laugh. And not, but what you don't know, and I'll tell you that in a minute. I want to hear from one other person about this. All right? Um, who want to respond to the biblical question? Okay, right here. Why do you judge other people's strength with your weakness? Because I'm insecure and I don't have confidence in myself. Oh, okay. Interesting. And how about you? Why do you do it? Uh, I don't compare myself to people. Have you ever done that? No, my parents indoctrinated us out oh, okay. of the womb not to do that. So, no. Nice. Yes, Rayma. So you just learned another lesson about yourself, right? You didn't see that you were judging their strength with your weakness. Mm -hmm. Because the devil tell you, oh, don't worry about it. You like being alone. Mm -hmm. Well, you really wish you could do what, what you think that they're doing. Mm -hmm. Isn't that something? All thoughts, all lies, all the time about anything. Yes, Raymond. I, uh, I compare, uh, compare their strengths and my weakness because generally I'm a wimp. Nice. Nice. Okay. If I was a man, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't even think of doing that. Okay. Nice. Um, yes. Do you do a Nick? You compare other people? Wait till less than Yeah. <laughs> Why do you judge other people's strength with your weakness? Um, I'll see someone and I'll see a strength of theirs and I'll be like, wow, that's, that's cool that you can do that. Um, and I guess part of me is like, I wonder what that's like. Why can't I do that? I wish I could do that. And why do you do it? Um, because I guess I wish I had what they had. Okay. Amazing. Even if just for a moment, it's still there. Yeah. Why do you do it, anchor baby? That's the anchor baby. <laughs> She's like, what? <laughs> you know what an anchor baby is? His mother got pregnant across the border in another country. And the moment that he was about to pop out, she jumped across the border in the United States and dropped him on the ground and became a citizen. <laughs> That's an anchor baby. He has this like shocked face. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what? Uh, do you, um, why do you do it? Because, well, I relate, you know, you're saying about insecurity and what you guys are saying. And I used to think that too, and I'm saying it like I realized this a long time ago. I like just realized this. I would I would think that it's because I'm thinking I'm weaker, or if I examined it, like why why is it when I hear someone talk like that, I go, man, I wish I had that, or I'm not that. And I thought it was because I'm insecure, because I'm missing something. But I realized, um, what is that? How, how do I even know that part? How do I even know that I'm insecure? How do I know that that person's strength is what I don't have? Yeah. It's all a big giant mess. If I don't catch it right away, the thought that told me that, 
I go into it. Absolutely. I don't. How do I even know that I'm? How do I know that that person even has a strength? That person might be miserable. Like it's all crazy. Yeah. yeah. Why do you do it? Uh, I'm. Th I know. I used to do that. I don't know that I do that anymore. Um, other than thoughts, I I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to tell you. Oh, okay. So you don't do it anymore, you say? I don't see myself doing that. Uh, I'd be I'd be willing to watch myself in that area, but I don't. I used to be like impressed with stuff like that. Oh my God, that's pretty, you know. But I no longer. Oh, okay. I don't no longer get impressed with stuff like that, and mainly because of what he said, those people are some of the meanest people, or they're you know they're just. They're just okay. different. Last word. Why do you do it? Uh, I don't know. I, insecurity. I used to I would do a lot of open mics, and I would not want to be in front of a crowd right. and be nervous about it. And sometimes I would actually go but not do it. But I, other times I would face it and do it. But you see all these other egos of all these other musicians and or whatever, and they carry themselves a certain way, and I'm just kind of like watching it all, so. Nice, okay. It's not that, I, I don't know, it's, I wouldn't think down about myself or less, but I just wouldn't want to go up there and be a part of it, I guess. Okay, all right, one quick word. Why do you do it real fast, I'm out of time here. Why do you judge your weaknesses and other people's strengths? Um, I guess um, one of the reasons why I would do it is because I, I would want to be like them and then something, um, something uh, she said, like that, I mean, something Nick said is uh, sometimes they don't even have it together. It's just what you see and yeah. the way you're perceiving it. And then slowly but surely, when I, uh, I do it sometimes still, but when I catch myself, I'm like, ooh, get it out. And it's, nice. and, and slowly but surely, I'm, I'm catching a lot, of, a lot of those things where I'm like, why are they like that? Or why, and I'm like, Stop judging. Like, I just tell myself, stop judging. Right. Stop nice. judging. I'm going to speak real fast now because my engineer is going to yell at me. Number one, there is no such thing as strength or weakness. It's, it's another illusion. And those people that appear to be strong to you, you listen to thoughts. They're putting on an act. It's all an act. They are as, free, as afraid as you are. But they have learned to put on the act. But, and within, they're feeling afraid. And they're afraid that you'll find out that they're weak, that they're not strong. They don't want you to know it's all in that. It's another illusion that you have to die from. What we are, we have to admit that we are weak to change ourselves. We can't change ourselves from the old nature to the new nature. We need the spirit of the Father to do that. Father, I can't change myself. What's wrong with me? And then you give up, and he will change you. And then his strength will guide you. Because in perfect love, there is no such thing as fear, doubt, worry, no identities at all, right? But you're made strong spiritually from the Father's strength. It's not ours. And so the only reason you compare yourself to that, because as some of you said, Nick and others said, it's the devil telling you that. Oh, look, that person got a lot of courage. They can get up and do that. I can never do that. And you're like, yeah, you're right, devil. I can never do that. 
you agree with a false identity again. It's another illusion. And when you wake up, you're going to see that everybody's the same. Everyone is the same. Those who don't wake up, they stay in their hell, in their misery. Those who do wake up, they overcome the misery, and they recognize one another because they can see the light in one another. And then the devil children see the light in you, and they hate you for it. It's all spiritual. So in closing, drop the identities. In order to live, you got to overcome the old nature. You must be born first of the heart, because that's what keeps you in the dark nature. Your heart is wicked, your whole body is wicked. When the heart is anger. Anyone that has anger is evil. Ain't no such thing as good. It's not good for you. It doesn't help you. It doesn't do anything good for you. It destroys you, the children, and everybody. Your friendships and everything. Because all your friends are evil. That's why I don't get along, right? And so you got to die from those nature. That's an old nature. And when you're born of the light, the light, which is the spirit of God, will destroy the old nature and you'll wake up to your new nature. The one you had before you fell into anger as a little kid. You'll get it back. You'll return to that because you're returning to the Father. So do the silent prayer. Watch. And whatever the mind is, except for practical thoughts, whatever the mind is telling you to do, don't do it. Just don't do it. You can test it. Don't do it and see what happens. If it says make a phone call, don't make it. Unless it's a practical call that you need to make about your business or whatever, right? But don't do it. And see what happens. You'll see, and it's going to have a fit. It's going to feel like you having a fit. It's going to start yelling at you, giving you pain, so-called good pain and evil pain, or anger pain. It's dying, and the light is trying to destroy it, but it hates the light. But you think it's you, and you're protected. But you got to let all ideas, don't see yourself in a certain way. Stop seeing yourself in any kind of way at all. Have no image of yourself. Have no image of yourself. Then you shall be free. Let all images go. That help a little bit? Yes. And stop running from loneliness because you will. All these things start falling away and falling away. It will get to it feel like lonely. I'm so lonely. I'm bored. I'm this. It's telling you that. So you can get active and keep it alive. It cannot live in quietness. It cannot live in nothingness. It has to get... Why do you think people try to get revenge to other people? Toward others? Because they want to feel alive. And they call it good. The devil tells you, oh, you're really helping that person. You're destroying them. <laughs> and they call it good. Well, I'm just trying to help you. No, you weren't. They were trying to destroy you so they can feel alive. Anger is your enemy. So do the prayer. Go and forgive mama and daddy. Not just daddy, but mama too. All right? And do the silent prayer and watch. Life will happen if you watch. And just let it happen. It wants you to be busy because you're always active. That's another setup from the world. Stop being so active. And stop putting your children in all these activities. I know parents got their children playing football, soccer, Hockey, tennis, music, 
dancing. They got them in everything. You're destroying your children. You're keeping them active, and they're, they're going to lose themselves and end up with, like you because they identify with the activity. And when they don't have anything to do, they're going to commit murder. Because their ego is going to tell them the same thing. But you made them that way because you put them in everything. They don't need to be in everything. They don't need to play every sport all summer, all winter, and fall. Y'all know parents like that? They put the kids in everything. They're being made a fool of by the people who are selling the products. And then the parents who have done it to their children, they'll tell you to do it to yours so that they don't want to feel guilty about what they're doing. They want to feel good about it. My child plays sport. My child do this. My child. They're killing the children. And the kids won't be able to handle being alone because their egos are built too. Anyway, I'm out of time. I'm totally out of time. I'm out of time. Go to rebuildingtheman.com to make your donations there or buy, a co- buy me a coffee.com slash DLP talk. All right? I appreciate your support. Uh, do the silent prayer. Work on you. Thank God. I'm grateful to God that I've been working on myself since I was a kid. I have always wanted to know, what is it like to be a son of God on earth? I didn't want to wait to die to find it out. God said we could be sons and daughters right now. We don't have to wait to die. Let the ego die and you become a son. Forgive, you become a son and daughter of God. All right. Thank you all. And I appreciate you all. Thank you so much. What the?